Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Michael Mashey Show. Broadcasting from our studios on the beautiful island of Anguilla. Michael is the director of entertainment for the Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa in Anguilla and the owner of Michael Mashey Entertainment Agency, which has provided quality entertainment since 1985. To join the show live, call us at 516-418-5590. And now... Here's Michael Mashey. Well, all right, and welcome to another edition of the Michael Mashey Live broadcast. Of course, I'm Michael Mashey, joined by my producer and my co-host and my lovely wife, Blanca Mashey. And uh, we're broadcasting to you, as always, from the Cuisinart Resort Studios here in beautiful Anguilla in the British West Indies. And uh, I wanted to do today's show because I um, recently was uh, a guest on Don Rosen show. Uh, The Don Rosen show is the 1380, the big AM in South Beloit, Illinois. And um, he wanted to interview me and talk about entertainment and stuff like that. But before we go to that, uh, we're going to play that full interview for you. It's about, it's a good 38 minute interview, but Don, Don Rosen, great guy. Before we go into that, I just want to let you know that um, you can listen to our show, of course, our rebroadcasts. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher Radio, and we're on, uh, of course, Blog Talk Radio, and also on the uh, TuneIn Radio app. You can hear us there, too. Uh, but the one thing I keep getting people asking me, you know, I can hear your rebroadcast, but I, I can't find where you are live, how, how to find you live. Well, let me explain. Understand we are a internet radio podcast, so we're not... Uh, on the actual radio, there's no call letters. Um, it's not like that. So we're a podcast, and the only way to hear it live is through Blog Talk Radio. Let me give you a little bit of instruction on how to make this work for you, um, where you will know when we have an upcoming show uh, and how to tune in live and, and, and all that. But let me first say that if you want to call into the show, when you're on hold, you can hear the show live on your own as well. So if you ever want to call into the show, you dial area code 516-418-5590. And as soon as you go there, if we're doing a live broadcast, it'll put you right on hold and you'll hear the show. And then uh, we can also bring you on live and be able to chat with us or chat with whoever we have as a guest. But to hear the show live on your computer or even on your, on your uh, smartphone, what you need to do is you need to create a free – absolutely free account at blog talk radio here's what you do you go to blogtalkradio.com when you go there it's going to create a free account they're just going to ask you for your email address and then for you to create a password once you've done that now you have a free account with blog talk radio what does that mean well now that you are in blog talk you can look for particular shows and follow Show. So, for instance, now that you have your free account, once again, go to blogtalkradio.com and create your free account by using your email and then just giving him, giving him, um, you know, you create a password. Okay. Log into that new account. Now you're logged in. Simply search for Michael Mashey Live. You'll see our radio show pull right up there. And then once you get to that page to the Michael Mashey Live show, click the word follow. What does that do? Well, now, now that you're following, whenever we create a show, you will get an email saying, we have a show that's going to be scheduled next week. We have a show that's going to be going live in five minutes. Or it'll also say, we just did a show. 
listen to it. So now you'll be like an exclusive member to the Michael Mashi Live show for absolutely free. There's no cost whatsoever, but you will get these notifications, and that really will help you. Um, sometimes I schedule shows a week in advance, two weeks in advance. Um, but sometimes, like today, for instance, this particular show, I scheduled it in 30 seconds. But if you are a follower of the show, the way I just told you, if you are a follower, you would get a notification by email saying, hey, Michael Mashey is going live in five minutes. So that is the advantage of joining the show and by following the show on Blog Talk Radio. The only way that you can listen to us live, like I said, is on blogtalkradio.com. And you just look up Michael Mashey live. But the only way to follow us is to actually have count. I said enough. Okay. So let's head on out to um, to the Don Rosen show. I did this interview with him. I believe it was maybe a week or two ago. But in this interview, you're going to hear me talk about, uh, of course, the Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa here in Anguilla. And then we talk, we kind of reminisce over some uh, entertainers and some places that I performed. It was Branson, Missouri in my theater or, um, you know, on uh, traveling international as a headliner on cruise ships, and also about, we talk about Las Vegas, but you'll hear all about it. So let's go to the Don Rosen Show. Uh, again, this was uh, broadcast about two weeks ago, and I hope you enjoy it. Off to the Caribbean we go. Michael Massey is here with us, director of entertainment for the, is it the, uh, is it, pronounce the name of the golf resort. Is it Cousin, cousin Art? Cuisinart. Cuisinart. Cuisinart, yeah, of course. Golf Resort. Cuisinart. I had a Cuisinart. Of course it's Cuisinart. Um, so how's the, the uh, weather like the in the Caribbean today? What's that? You know what? I said same as all the appliances, just so you know the Cuisinart brand. Yeah, Cuisinart. Uh, how's, uh, first of all, what island are you at in the Caribbean? We are in Anguilla, which is in the British West Indies, but uh, for those that don't know where that is at all, we're about a 20-minute boat ride from St. Martin, which most people do know where that is. I was actually at that island, I believe I was, but I didn't pronounce it that way. When I was on a cruise ship, I, was, I went on 13 cruises, and I think we stopped at that island. I know I, knew, I, know I went to St. Martin because it was a, uh, a topless nude beach there or whatever. And I, I, you never forget that. You remember that. that part. Well, I remember because my daughter wanted to go to it, and uh, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. She said, well, I'm wearing a bathing suit. I said, well, keep it on if we go there. And she did. <laughs> I don't need my daughter running around naked in front of me when she's like 18 years old, 17 years old. Anyway, exactly. um, so it's so a little background. You are uh, director of entertainment for the Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa. And yes. um, see, I'm looking at the spelling of the word now. Anguilla. Is that how you said it? Anguilla? Anguilla. Right. Anguilla. Okay. I'm pretty sure I was there because I went to all the islands in the Caribbean. Anyway, uh, but you used to have a theater in Branson with your family, right? That is true. Back in uh, 1995, we we figured let's go ahead and take a a ride up to Branson, check it out, and it was a very, uh, you know, a wholesome type of a show place. And I was working with my parents and my sister, so it was a perfect venue for us as a family. And out there, it's uh, it was a, everything's G-rated pretty much. And uh, yeah, at the time, it was a dry town, so it was it was a perfect perfect place for us to be out in Branson. So what was the name of the theater you were at? We were at the Jubilee Theater. Uh, have you ever been to Branson? I've been there twice, yeah. So if you know where the Osmond Theater was, or is, we were right across the street. Well, I could tell you where I know what it is. I know where the Titanic exhibit is. I know where the Dixie Stampede is. I know where the oh, Moon sure, River okay. Theater is. 
So yes, yeah, we so were right kind of like right in the middle of the strip. Yeah, okay, I'm sure I said I, the name sounds familiar. The Jubilee Theater, it's all great there. I mean, it's twice. You really have a good time. Um, I, I had a good time. Yeah, I haven't. Too. It's funny. The last time we were there was like I said in '95. Um, at the time. Mickey Gilley was very popular there, uh, Tony Orlando and Wayne Newton, yeah. um, you know, all those names. I don't know if they're still there, but, uh, boy, it was a great time, I can tell you that. And what's really interesting is those theaters are always packed. Now, I don't know which season always. they're not packed. Yeah, they're always packed. They're always, they always have a good time there. And, um, you know, people go there to get the bang for their dollar, and they generally do because sure. you're seeing Vegas shows in Branson, Missouri, and it's not costing you that much money to do it. Uh, what made you leave That's Branson? Right. What made you give up on Branson? Well, you, you know, it was a to to succeed in Branson, you need really really deep pockets. And you know, without going into too much detail, what happens is, you know, you need X amount of dollars for advertising, X amount of dollars for marketing, and the, and and the show and the rent for the theater itself. And and you know, when we sometimes you read the writing on the wall, if it's it's if it's not going exactly the way you want it to go, you cut your losses and you move on. So that's pretty much what happened. We had a year contract, and when it was time to end, we said, you know what, we've, we've had our fun, and I think it's time to move on. Nothing was negative in any way. It's just that it was time to move on. You know, it's, uh, and financially, it's, it's, it can be a, a heavy burden. If you, don't, if you don't do it right, it's not going to work. See, <coughs> excuse me, I took a drink of water when I was talking to you, and it went down the wrong pipe. That's what happens. <laughs> I hate when that happens. That is, that's what happens. You rush a drink in you real quick. <clears throat> anyway, now you play, you're a musician yourself, right? Yes, yeah. And what instruments do you play, by the way, just so I know? Well, I play piano, and pretty much when you play piano, you can pretty much play anything, because, you know, they all have sounds. And But I play left-hand bass, and I play uh, play uh, right-hand on keyboard or a baby grand piano. But um, I've worked as a soloist. I've worked uh, with small jazz combos. I've had my own big band where I did uh, Sinatra shows, and I also do headline entertaining, too. I used to do that on the cruise ships uh, in the big theaters. You know, my brother, I, I can't play any instrument. I tried. I took lessons, and I just, I just don't have it. Some people have it. Some people don't. I don't. My brother has it. He can play every instrument. He right. can play woodwind instruments. He oh, plays really? The, he plays the piano. He can play guitar. He used to play. Now, my brother is in his late 60s now. He used to play with, uh, whenever they came on the East Coast, he was the musician for Ruby and the Romantics, Little Anthony and the Imperials, the Shirelles, the Chiffons, oh, sure. Benny King, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Joey D and the Starlighters, um, a lot of big groups in the 60s. Uh, so he used to back them right. up all the time because he could do something a lot of people couldn't. He could read music. Yeah. And back yes. in the sixties it was you know, they wanted to get these bands to back up these singers and they would come in like an hour before the show, here's my music and you had no rehearsal right. with them. And my brother was able to read it. So the booking agent was a guy named King Broder in New York. Uh, he knew my brother could read music and he was very reliable and dependable. He was only like sixteen or seventeen. And but he knew what he was doing. So um, they used to send him all up and down the east coast, uh, up in New upstate New York, New England to uh, play for these groups, and I got to meet a lot of them. Uh, I got to, the, oh, the Shangri-Las, that was the other one I was thinking of. I got to meet oh, all sure. these people. I played basketball with Benny King. Um, I got oh, to sit so down cool. and, you know, have a little, you know, snack with the Shangri-Las in the dressing room. I mean, I just got to meet all these people. So I live vicariously through my brother's talent. <laughs> because I right, right. Any. 
I don't have any talent, but he, he had it all. Uh, you got to meet a lot of people in your career, and I'm looking through the list here, and it's like a who's who of, like, old Vegas. I mean, you met them Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Uh, you, you met them all. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I'll tell you, it's interesting. When I was a kid, um, my parents were, of course, they were in the, in the industry, and they worked at Caesars Palace in Atlantic City for many years. Um, I guess we're talking back in the maybe the 70s, the late 70s, something like that. But I remember being in the dressing room, you know, sometimes they would bring me to bring my, me and my sister to work with them. And I, and I, just like you, because they were the entertainers, I got to meet a lot of neat people when I was a kid. So I was meeting people like Don Rickles and I met uh, Carol Channing, uh, the Pointer Sisters, all that. It was really a neat thing. At the time I was so young, I wasn't really aware, you know, how big these people were. But being in the industry personally, um, yeah, I got to meet, uh, just going back to Branson, for instance, all of those celebrities that were there at the time, that was the biggest, biz, biggest experience that I took from it was being able to know these people and learn from these people. Like I said, Tony Orlando, uh, Wayne Newton, who's a gem of a guy, uh, met him when he, had, when he opened up at the Shenandoah Theater. Uh, Dolly Parton, I, I got to tell you a quick little story about Dolly Parton. It was a, it was a she's the sweetest lady. Um, the Dixie Stampede was just getting ready to open, and so they asked every one of the theaters to send a representative from the theater to be there for the grand opening of the Dixie Stampede. Well, I was picked to be the, the representative for our show, so I remember going to the theater and, and I'm in the parking lot, and about ten cars over, I see Dolly Parton getting out of her car. And I said, hey, Dolly. And she was the sweetest thing. She didn't know who I was at all. But she goes, hey, how you doing? She comes running up to me, gives me the biggest hug. And that, that just meant a lot to me because I know she doesn't know who I am. Typical show business. So sweet. Oh, so sweet. Typical, you know? sh typical show business. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And the, maybe the little air kiss, you know, the little air kiss. Oh, typical no, show business. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Now but I got you know what's so cool? Go ahead. So here's what's so cool. So in that in that same instance, now I go out down to the to the to the waiting room where all the celebrities, all those representatives from all the shows. Here I am. I'm having a cup of coffee with Andy Williams, uh, uh, Mel Tillis, and who was oh Jim Stafford. Like all these representatives are there. I, I mean Andy Williams, he was like one of my idols as I was growing up, you know. And it was just a fascinating, fascinating time for me. Well, we went to the Moon River Theater to see Andy Williams, and when I yeah. got there, uh, we pulled into Branson. We drove there from Wisconsin. When we pulled in, I uh, said, let me go to the theater, get the tickets now. That way you don't have to deal with it. I know I have them in my pockets. So when I get there, there's a sign on the door, Andy Williams has taken ill, uh, and Margaret is filling oh. in for him. So, right. now he, he passed away about two weeks later, so he was, wasn't oh, wow. fake. It, it was the real McCoy. He was sick. He, he died about two weeks right. later. Anyway, so we saw Ann Margaret on stage. Now, I don't know why Ann Margaret would do this, but she had two guys standing next to her doing her whole dance, two dancers, and they were very close to her, and I figured out why, because once she started to fall down, she started to, like, collapse, and they held her arms, oh. and she did it about two, three more times, and they had to have two guys next to her at all times because she would fall. Not, not trip, just like her knees would buckle and she'd go down, and they'd quick right. hold her up, and they'd make it almost part of the dance, and she admitted, uh, she said she was a little rusty. Now, my question is, why do this? Why go up there for weeks on end hmm. performing, Ann-Margaret, 
when that's not her, it used to be her main forte. She was, she was an actress, but she used to do Vegas. I know that. Why do that if you can't do it? If you can't stand up and have to have two guys hold you up during your show, why would you want to do that? Do you have any explanation? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess to me, I think what happens is when you're in this business, and, and you can relate, I mean, you're in this entertainment business as, as well. When you get, when, when one gets older, I would think, and I'm, I mean, I'm thinking this is what's happening, but people love this industry so much or love what they do that they refuse to, to think that they can't do it. And they'll continue to do it. I mean, there's some guys or women that are in this business that have no business being on the stage anymore, but they still go out there. Because they're legendary, one, but two, because I think they really do enjoy what they do. It's not so much always for the money. I think that people just enjoy the craft and refuse to think that they can't perform it well enough. Personally, I wouldn't want to humiliate myself if I can't do the show, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what happens. I think that people just love it. Now, Anne Margaret's legendary, and just the fact that we saw her... On set. Now, here's another thing. So the Lennon sisters are appearing with her. They also did some fill-in work at the last second. So three Lennon sisters are on stage. They do some singing. They come back later on. There's two Lennon sisters. One took ill backstage. I said, wow, what okay. a show. Andy Williams is sick. And Margaret can't stand up. And one of the Lennon sisters took ill backstage. I said, this show is cursed. <laughs> and, you better and get out of that theater quick. And I had a severe cough. I, ha- I wound up going oh, to Walgreens no. and Brant's, and my doctor phoned in some medicine for me. But I just couldn't stop coughing. And so I'm popping these cough drops during the whole show. Uh, it's like, you know, crack. I'm just <laughs> popping these cough drops. Oh, Do- my God. You know, Dr. Smith, the Smith Brothers cough drops or whatever it was in my mouth. Right. So I stopped coughing. But, I mean, I said to my wife, what's with this show? Everybody's sick. <laughs> hey, Michael, i got a quick break here. When I come back, I want to talk about some sure. entertainers I've got stories about. Maybe you can share some, too. Uh, one is Wayne Newton, Absolutely. the Letterman, and a real strange one about Shirley Bassey. Have you ever worked with her? Never worked with her, but loved her. Yeah, well, what do you hear this story? <laughs> okay. Up. All right. Michael <laughs> Massey wait. is my guest. He's director of entertainment for Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa. And that's in... Let me get don't 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 don't, don't say don't 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 tell no, me. Oh, I messed it up. Anguilla, Anguilla, Anguilla. Say it again. Anguilla. 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 Okay. Anguilla. By the way, how's life there? Is it kind of lonely being on an island? You know. <laughs> you know, it, it's so difficult to be here. It really no, it's absolutely wonderful. No, you, can... it, that, you know, let me tell you something. <laughs> well, I, I went on a trip to Hawaii. Took a lo- bunch of radio listeners to Hawaii, and one of the guys in our group yeah. said, "I'm staying." He bought. He bought a whatever he bought there to live there. Within a year, he was back. He said he couldn't take the isolation. You know, when you're, yeah, you're in the mainland, what's that? It's, it's definitely a major adjustment. Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, he, he said it was, an, it was, he was way too isolated being in Hawaii because there's no, really nowhere to go. You're 3,000. People don't yeah. realize it. Hawaii is 3,000 miles from California. 3,000 miles. It's, like, it's like the whole length of the United States. I mean, so you, it's not like you could just take a quick boat ride over and you're in Los Angeles. All right, more coming up with Michael well, Massey. Well, let me take a quick break here. Uh, more with Michael Massey coming up in a moment here at the big AM 1380 WBEL. Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa in Anguilla is delighted to welcome Michael Massey as Director of Entertainment. To celebrate, Michael and the Cuisinart Resort invite all of his loyal fans to join him with a special promotion. We have created a package for maximum enjoyment of the resort. 
with many opportunities to engage with Michael during his performances at the Cuisinart selection of venues. This special promotion includes five days, four nights in a beachfront junior suite, full breakfast at Cafe Med or Continental End Suite, complimentary dinner for two at either the Bistro at Santorini or Italia, complimentary Wi-Fi, scheduled fitness classes, special golf rates for Cuisinart guests, and more. All this for just $1,800 per person. For more information, please visit CuisinartResort.com. For reservations, contact 1-800-943-3210 or email reservations at Cuisinart.ai. Be sure to reference the special rate code MMP and tell them Michael Mashey Live told you to call. based on double occupancy. Additional nights available at Premier League rates. 10% service charge. 10% government tax. $3 per adult. 12 years older per night. Government marketing levy will be added. 15% service charge on meals. Spot gratuities and beverages are not included. Valid now through December 17th, 2016. So it closed August 28th through October 14th. Hey, this is Don Rosen on the Big AM 1380 WBEL. Michael Massey's my guest. Uh, before we get to my stories, let's talk about this. You don't, you don't feel isolated on that island at all? Because it's not a big island. Well, yes and no. Um, it's, let me explain it to you this way. You know, you're talking about Hawaii and how isolated it is. Well, Hawaii is like New York City compared to Anguilla. Um, because Anguilla is, it's not that far away from everything. So, I mean, if, if I wanted to take a flight over to Florida, it's only a two and a half hour flight. So it's not very far away from everything. And of course, St. Martin is a fairly large island. So you can, you know, get your fill of all the things that you're missing from the States over there in St. Martin. But, um, but, but living here, there is no mall. There is no, uh, there's only two, two major grocery stores here. Um, it's, it's that type of living, but I'll tell you something. It's, you can adjust to it very quickly. It's a, such a relaxed way of life here. And I guess at this point in my life, I love that. Maybe at another point of life, I would have been like, this is driving me crazy, but no, I love it. I think it's wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> driving me crazy. I'm going to lose you know, it. <laughs> I need life. I need life. Man goes crazy on island paradise. Yeah. Uh, can't stand paradise anymore. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> what, uh, I was going to say something about the... Oh, David Letterman used to own a home on one of the islands. Uh, St. Bart's, I think it was. St. Bart's. Sure. And when our cruise ship went in, we were told that after the month was up, no more cruise ships are going into St. Bart's because David Letterman... Uh, wrangled this through that he didn't want cruise ships up there because the tourists were going up to his house in St. Bart's or something like that. Uh, now, I, don't, I don't know if they ever resumed them, but imagine having that kind of pull where you can say, no cruise ships are coming into this island ever again. I mean, that's Absolutely, because like, look, look at the loss of revenue when you, when you don't have the, uh, you know, doesn't the mean you can't, coming over yeah, there. It doesn't mean you can't visit. They just don't want any cruise ships in there. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think I think St. Martin's. I'm trying to remember what what happened to me on St. I, I loved all those islands in the Caribbean. I mean, there's not a bad one in there. Um, They're beautiful. Yeah, I I'll tell you a quick story. One of the the guys giving us a I think he was giving us a cab ride, and the road was just horrendous. I forget what island it was. It was just a horrible <laughs> road, and he says every politician before they're elected promises on a stack of Bibles they're going to fix these roads, and they never do. And they're always elected because they say they're going to fix the roads. And I was just thinking with the recent election, all these politicians are promising us everything, promising, promising, us, promising us everything. Right. And it's like the guys who wouldn't fix the roads in the Caribbean. <laughs> always. It's the same. That's always the way. Politics <laughs> is the same, whether you're fixing the roads in the Caribbean or you're, or you're running this country. Nobody's Absolutely fixing the roads. Right. <laughs> hey, okay, when I come back, I'm going to take a news break here, five-minute news break. Yeah. I've got a Wayne Newton story. I've got a, a story about the Letterman. 
I've got a Tony Bennett story and a Shirley Bassey story. And you could, when I tell you these, you share one with me. And, um, <laughs> Absolutely. We'll All right, Michael Massey, my guest, Director of Entertainment for the Cuisinart Golf Resort in Antigua. And uh, more with Michael coming up in a moment here at the big AM 1380 WBEL. It's one thirty. It's news time. AP Radio News. Good morning, I'm Diane Keple. As the shock of the British vote to exit the European Union sinks in, there's been an emergency meeting in Berlin to consider what happens next. The German foreign minister says negotiations on the British exit from the EU should begin as soon as possible. After this uh, decision, after this referendum in Great Britain, there is uh, no reason for, for hysteria on the one side or paralyzed uh, shock on the other side. Meantime, in Britain, there are also efforts underway to calm investors. Officials are scrambling to reassure households, businesses and investors that they can contain the doom and gloom predicted in the case of a British exit or Brexit. The pound plunged to its lowest level in over 30 years on Friday, raising concerns about price inflation and much else besides. In an early sign of problems, Moody's Investor Service downgraded the British outlook from stable to negative. The referendum result, it said, will herald a prolonged period of uncertainty for Britain. Charles Ledesma, London. Almost two dozen people have died in flooding in West Virginia, and rescue teams are going door to door to search for others who may be trapped. This man was stranded with several hundred other people at a mall. Lots and lots and lots of water. And you can see the water line over there on that hillside. I mean, it was all the way up. More than 100 homes have been destroyed, and the governor has declared a state of emergency in 44 counties. Two people have died in California as they were trying to get away from a raging wildfire. We're trying to work as quickly as we can. The problem is that this fire keeps shifting. And as you know, people we allow people to go back into their homes. We can't make them leave. If that fire shifts, we're going to have more casualties. And that's Kern County Sheriff Donna Youngblood. There have been about 1,500 homes that are threatened by this fire. Evacuations have been ordered in the area around Lake Isabella. This is AP Radio News. President Obama has created the first national monument to gay rights at the site of the Stonewall riots in Manhattan. In his weekly media address, the president noted this does not mean the struggle to achieve rights for members of the LGBT community are over. There's still work to do. As we saw two weeks ago in Orlando, the LGBT community still faces real discrimination, real violence, real hate. So we can't rest. There is tight security this weekend in cities where gay pride events are being held in San Francisco, Two honorary grand marshals and a health clinic that serves sex workers have withdrawn from that city's parade because of the heavy police presence. Democrats have approved a draft of their party platform that includes steps to break up large Wall Street banks, advocates for a $15 an hour wage, and urges the abolition of the death penalty, all issues that were key parts of Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign. Friday, Sanders said he would vote for Clinton, but so far has declined to endorse her or urge his supporters to do so either. I'm Diane Kepley, AP Radio. I'm Don Rosen on the Big AM 1380 WBEL. And uh, with me is Michael Massey, Director of Entertainment for the Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa in Antigua in the uh, Caribbean. And, uh, okay, want to share some uh, stories here? You ready? Uh, ready. Okay. Anguilla, All these... by the way. Anguilla. Anguilla. What did I say? Antigua, but that's okay. Oh, I Everybody said Antigua. Said okay. Antigua. Anguilla. That's Anguilla. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anguilla. All right. Um, all these are, the, these three artists all appeared uh, at different times, and I worked at a radio station in Atlanta. We were the official radio station of Coca-Cola. So we had Coke 
and wine and cheese parties. Coke, now you say okay. Coke and you think uh, snorting something. Back then it was Coke, wine, and cheese parties. <laughs> and uh, so all these stars appeared at a theater in Atlanta when uh, we were down there. So we were the official radio station. Wayne Newton. Now, although I did not see the show because I was backstage getting ready for the party uh, with our, um, some of our staffers, I heard nothing but good things about it. But here's the, here's the amazing part about Wayne Newton. He did not know that he had to meet our listeners after the show at this wine, coke, and cheese party. He, he, he wasn't told oh, no. for whatever reason. He didn't know. But he came back, and he said to his manager, who was ever with him, get me on a later flight. I'm staying till the end of this. And he took oh, pictures. Wow. Yeah, he took pictures with every one of our listeners and had to change his flight. And that's what kind of guy he is. Wayne, that's why he's a success. Because his his um, his audience comes first, and that's the way Absolutely. he did. Absolutely, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. That's I didn't know him very well, but he all I can tell you was just just a very nice man to me and my family. Now I took a picture with him, my wife and I. Then I took a picture with him. I, this guy could, he was talking to these people, just having conversations with them, every one of them. But I'll never forget when he said, "Get me on a later flight. I'm staying." That wow. was great. Uh, the Letterman. These guys put on one of the best shows I've ever seen. They came backstage, and they were so so good to our listeners and the contest winners. They were so good to them uh, backstage. I just had a great time with them. I, I thought it would be a boring show, but they're funny. They're exciting. This is back in, in, the, in the late 70s, by the way. We're talking about the 1977-78. Uh, they were just okay. so good. I just enjoyed the Letterman so much, and I didn't think I would. Tony Bennett. They're phenomenally, phenomenally oh. talented. Oh, the Letterman, yeah. And this was the original Letterman. And now, you know, they, I yeah. think they lost a member or two. But uh, Tony Bennett, right. here's a guy. His show was mainly just him singing, uh, really didn't do much. you know. He did, but, you know, he sang, and it was Tony Bennett singing. Afterwards, again, stay with all our listeners, talked to every one of them, sat down, chatted with them about different things. Uh, everybody took pictures of everybody, and he was the last one to leave. After the last listener left. Now, in all the pictures I took with these people, there's one problem. I'm wearing a leisure suit because in 1977, <laughs> leisure suits and big afro, big hair afro were in. So nice. you look at it today, and I am so dated. Tony Bennett looks great. He's wearing a tux. Wayne Newton's wearing a nice suit. I look like right. I'm, you know, just out of uh, discotheques and the sex <laughs> <laughs> Like the party animal, that's what you were. Yeah, and I'm not. <laughs> so I look oh, terrible. so funny. Okay, so now we had Shirley Bassey come in. Now, Shirley Bassey, for people who don't know, she had one big super hit song, Goldfinger. That was her big super hit, Goldfinger. Right. And, you know, she was, a, she was a good Vegas entertainer. So she comes in. She didn't know about the party. For some reason, these people, I don't know, some of them aren't told. And she said, I'm not going. And her manager said, well, these are the listeners. It's a sponsoring radio station. She goes, I don't care. They paid to get to see their show. They don't pay to meet me. I don't have to meet them. And she mm. she walked out of the theater. And about, a, about six or eight months later, she was um, in some kind of, I want to say institution, but she had a mental, a mental breakdown. <laughs> so oh, wow. I don't know if that was, you know, she was having it at that point. But she refused to meet these people. She wouldn't even meet them. She said they paid for the show. They got it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have that kind of attitude, and I, and I don't know why. Um, but the, the the previous stories sound more like the stories of the people I've I've met. I mean, yeah, I mean, th more more of those people know that it's the fans that are the reason where, why they are where they are, 
and they, they do have a respect for the fans, and they will do go above and beyond. But, yeah, there's some out there that think that they're high and mighty and they don't need to talk to anybody, and that's, that's not good for business. Here's a story. Now, this is an actor more than an entertainer. And let me see if I got his thing here. Uh, this, oh, you know what? I didn't print the darn thing. I'm an idiot. Uh, I should have printed it. It's, um, I'll paraphrase it. It's uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And he just was okay. interviewed recently. And you know who he is, right? The actor won an Academy Award for Jerry sure. Maguire. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. And he said his head was so big after Jerry Maguire that he had specific projects in his head and he would not do anything that wasn't that specific project. So he turned down Steven Spielberg for Amistad. He was going to play one of the lead wow. roles in Amistad. He turned Spielberg down. Then he was uh, supposed to be in, I forget the other major motion picture. Oh, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Another major motion picture turned it down. He said it took eight years to find another role, and it was a direct-to-video uh, movie. He so called it trash. Wow. And he said, I made the biggest mistake in my career. My head got too big, and I, I forgot what my career was. My career was acting. And Well, you know, maybe, maybe it's a good thing that people go through that sometimes because then they do get to a point where they respect, where they, you know, they, they understand and appreciate what they have. Yeah, it was, you know? uh, it, was, uh, it was interesting. The best show, one of the best shows I ever went to beside the Letterman was Tony Orlando. This was back in He's the wonderful. 70s. Oh, he is. He's great. Uh, he, this was back in the 70s at the Westbury Music Fair on Long Island. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Anyway, sure. he, was, he was performing there, and he, Dawn was with him, and uh, most of the show was actually done from the aisles. He, he, it was a theater in the round, and he was so much interacted with the audience that you didn't, the show was just like one continuous thing for two and a half hours, and it wasn't like there was a song starting and stopping. It was just continuous. Because he was yeah. constantly in the audience, constantly performing. Uh, he was just, it was this, I never had so much fun in my life than being at the Tony Orlando uh, concert. Now, you, you worked with him or met him before? I didn't work with him. I worked with him in Branson, though, I mean, as, as, a, as a partner in, you know, different theaters. But I knew him personally. Um, he was so good to my, to our two oldest kids. Um, but he, he's, he's just a, he's a great entertainer, but not only that, he's a great guy. And he, he's done so much for the veterans. Um, he, he's, and, and just puts on a phenomenal show. Like you're saying, he really is wonderful. Now, he's he a wonderful also, guy. He also had a breakdown. Uh, he I told, did not know that. Yeah. I saw an interview with him. He had a breakdown. He was in a, uh, an institution and he said he had to clean the toilet bowls. That was part of his job every day. But yeah, he had really? a mental break. Yeah, well, he had this a mental. Must be after the '90s, though, right? Was this after the '90s? No, I think it was before the '90s. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I can look I, it up. Maybe I knew him after that. Yeah, I yeah. can look it up. Yeah. Oh, he's back performing. He okay. was just at the uh, Nebraska State Fair last year performing and sold out shows. I mean, he's performing. He's he's back in business. Um, yeah, I, I knew. I knew. I was very good friends with his his drummer, who he has now. His, his name's his drummer's name is Michael Jackson, and uh, oddly enough. But um, but yeah, he's a he's a Branson guy, and and so he I think a lot of his band is from Branson. But uh, yeah, he's he's just really 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 a good entertainer. I love. Uh, him. I was about to say um, I forgot what I was going to say. See, I I have a pen and paper right in front of me. Everything I I just quit write it down. Uh, I want to talk about tell about Ve you. Did you ever perform in Vegas? You performed in Vegas, right? I know your family did, but did you? I performed. I performed in well. My family was in. Uh, my parents were in Caesars in Atlantic City. Oh, Atlantic City, okay. Um, yeah, now I played Vegas, but none of the places that you would know of. But I, I, I have played Vegas. Okay. 
Now, and I played Los Angeles. I did like Sunset Strip and a couple things there too. So, I'm a big fan of old Vegas. And when I say old Vegas, I'm talking about the '60s and '70s around there. Uh, nowadays, right. it's a whole different ball game of what it was. And I went there in '83 because my uh, uncle had a timeshare at the Jockey Club, which is next to Caesar's Palace. And we right. went to five hotels. We stayed awake for 24 hours, and we drove back to Los Angeles. <laughs> but uh, and then I went back a few years ago with my wife for a wedding. And my aunt and uncle happened to live there in Vegas, so I uh, went to visit them. Um, old Vegas. What now? Nowadays, it's shows there. Like they have all the Cirque du Soleil shows. They have what they call residencies. That's the big buzzword, residencies. I'm, I'm doing a residency at Caesars Palace or at, at the Hard Rock. Uh, the old days of you know Don Rickles and, and uh, I'm trying to think of all, Dean Martin, the Rat Pack, doing these uh, one or two week sure. stays at these hotels. It's mainly shows now for the most part, right? I think so. Um, I haven't personally been out there in quite a while, but, it, but as far as I know, it's gone the way of yeah, big production shows, of course, the magic shows are still out there, but I, I do think that it's changed from that lounge act uh, scene because I, I even think back to not that I was there, but I think back to the Louis Prima and Keely Smith days, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those those types of things. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely changed. Um, there's a lot more DJs now. There's a lot more nightclubs, so I hear. Yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of younger clientele as well. I just would, I would have loved to go to Vegas. Uh, you know, I have you ever seen the movie Casino? You ever see that movie? Oh, sure. All right. Sure. And, and there was another one called um, The Cooler with uh, out with um, oh, what's his name? Uh, he used to live right near me when I lived growing up. Um, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, uh, The Cooler. Oh, okay. Uh, it was also about Vegas, and he talks about he wants the casino to stay in the old style. He it's a mob run casino. And he wants it to stay the old style. And they want to go with the new way of doing things. And he talks about, he says, all the mooks are coming in the Di- from Disneyland. All the mooks are here with their baby strollers and their, their, uh, their shorts that come in. He wants to go back to the old days when you had to come in, you know, dressed to the nines. When in you, a suit. When you, right. You know, the suit, the, the evening gowns. He said, now all the, the Disney mooks are here. Same thing with uh, <laughs> the end of Casino, where they're talking about, they're showing the casinos being torn down. And all the people are coming in. They're wearing sneakers and shorts, and it—it's not old. It's like a new Vegas now. You come as you are, and it's the elegance. I think is gone out of Las Vegas. Yeah. They took the elegance out. And see, I like that. I liked old Vegas, and I do too. I do too. And 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 change. And and again, getting back to the entertainment, it changes the way the entertainment's going to be as well. You know, it's just it's just a whole different image. Do you ever do cruise ship entertaining? Oh, oh gosh, yeah, I did. Uh, I was a headliner on uh, with the Royal Caribbean, and then I was like, you know, well, you said you've been on a lot of cruises. So you know when you go on a cruise and you go into the into the heart of the of the cruise ship, and there's always that one guy that's always entertaining the entire crowd of people. <laughs> that was me. I was doing that. So I was a workhorse. Let me tell you, <laughs> the one guy. <laughs> the one guy. Waka waka waka. Waka waka. It's, that's it. But, you know, all the shows would let out, all the restaurants would let out, and boom. I, it's funny. I would sit down and start to play, and within 10 minutes, 250 people are sitting there just staring at me. Entertain me. And, boy, I had to entertain, so that's what I do. The dancing monkey. You know? <laughs> that's it. You know, my, I, I went on 13 cruises, and I took my daughter to a lot of cruises because my first wife wouldn't get on a cruise ship. My, my wife now won't get on a cruise ship either. 
because he saw that cruise ship tip over, that Italian cruise ship in Greece, and oh, that's yeah. that sealed the deal. Now she's oh, never sure. going on a cruise ship. But um, right. the, uh, the, the the shows there were spectacular. My daughter, I think she was about 12 or 13 maybe, and we went to one of the shows, and she fell in love with the guy performing. I don't mean like, oh, I like I'm going to buy his records. I mean like I want to go on the next cruise he's on because I have to follow him. Almost like stalking. Right. And she fell in love with this guy on the on the thing. I said, Stacy, I said, we got to move on. I mean, you had a great time. She did not want to get off the ship. She actually threw a tantrum in the room. She was crying her eyes out. Not oh, kicking the script, so but just, just crying. I want to stay on the cruise ship. I don't want to. I want to follow him. I want to stay on this cruise. I said, Stacy, we got to go home. <laughs> I mean, I got a life. I got a job. We got plane tickets. I mean, you'll come back. And she went on uh, several cruises with me after that. I think about five or six more cruises. But. Yeah, she just—it's—it's it's like you're in a different world when you're on a cruise ship. It's just—it's you know. Oh it's sure. Just, it's just, a, but the, the shows. I always thought these people who put on these shows of the cruise ship gave a hundred and ten percent, and it's almost kind of like a thankless job because the people are sitting in the audience with their arms folded. Entertain me or else, you know, they're not right, right. technically buying a ticket to the show, although it's included. Included. It's almost like all right, I got a few minutes. Entertain, make make me uh, make me smile, make me sing. Of course. And I, I give all the credit in the world to these cruise directors, these entertainers. And you're right. You're on 24 hours a day. Waka, waka, waka. You got, <laughs> you got yep. to entertain. Yep. You, and, I mean, but, you know, again, we, do, we love what we do. But, it, you know, it's a job. But, but you're right. We do put 110% in. And, and, uh, and, you know, for the most part, most of the people are very appreciative. I mean, we, we always did have, like, good audiences. And it was always – it was pretty good. You know, I, I can't complain. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you, um, for me personally, see, I enjoyed doing the cruise ships because who gets to, you know, do a job that they love, plus be able to go see the world. And, you know, it, it was great for me. I have no complaints because I'd work seven to 10 or whatever. And then the rest of the day I'm out on the cruise, you know, in the islands like you, you know, like I'd be going out with the guests and, and hanging out. But the thing that was terrible was I was away from my family for two or three months at a time. And. You know, if I'm over in Italy and I'm trying to Skype with my wife, you know what that can be like. It's like it's all choppy and you can't really talk. So that's why this, what I'm doing out here in Anguilla, is like a dream come true because not only can I be in this exotic place, but I'm with my family. And it's just a wonderful, you know, it's, a, it's just a nice change for this part of my career. Now, what kind of entertainment do you book at the golf resort? Well, right now, I'll tell you, here's the situation. I came out here with my wife and my son. They, um, the Cuisinart organization relocated us from Palm Beach, Florida. And so we're out here. Uh, we came out here in December. So I right now am I'm directing the entertainment, but I'm on, the only performer right now at Cuisinart. We are opening up the brand-new Reef by Cuisinart, which is going to be the best on this island. It's going to be an incredible resort. I'll be performing over there while booking the entertainment here at the Cuisinart Resort where I'm performing right now. So um, we're going to we're, – there's so much local entertainment here that's fantastic, but we're also talking to other people over in the States trying to bring in some known acts as well as uh, some people that I know personally that I think would do well here. But, uh, you know, working in the local, the local entertainment plus people from the States as well. How does your family like being locked up on that island? You know, if you asked me four months ago, <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't have been a pretty uh, picture. But no, actually, they love it. Um, 
and and that's the other thing. Like we were saying, it's so easy. If you want to just get on a plane and go back to Florida, if my wife wants to go, you know, visit yeah. Florida, or whatever, that's yeah. great. Me, it's a little different. I, you know, I've got certain times that I'm I can go because uh, I'm needed here. But um, but yeah, it's 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 really wonderful. I can, I really can't complain. And the Cuisinart organization, I mean, they they've just gone be above and beyond for for me and my family. Now with you, uh, you're a performer. You you play music. This is what you love doing. So, and, yeah. and I, I've been doing radio for over 44 years, and I started when right. I was a little kid. So I, I always tell people I never had to work a day in my life because I'm doing what I, you know, love doing. I assume you're one exactly. of those people who never had to work a day in his life. Um, I, I should say that. I mean, there's always lean times, you know, when it's tough. Uh, but for the most part, I agree with you. You know, I, the music industry can be very difficult. It can be it can be a tough racket, and I. I will be the first one to admit that I'm very, very blessed because it's always been good for me. You know, um, not many people can say that because it's it, it is a tough business. It really is a tough business. What about the rest? Of you? Do you have any siblings in the business? I do. I have a I have a sister back in Florida uh, who performs. She's a drummer and singer. And then my my father still performs. He should retire now, but he still performs. <laughs> He's seventy. He's seventy-four years old, but still wants to keep playing. Remember, we were talking about Anne Margaret. Used to get off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Anne Margaret of drummers. No. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I love I love my dad, um, and he's a great entertainer himself. And my mom, she was a phenomenal singer. She was like a Liza Minnelli type. You know, she built a song. You know, and she's still around, but she just doesn't work. She doesn't perform anymore. Uh, she's a pastor back in Florida now, and uh, so yeah. So the whole family was involved in music. One more, one more quick break, and then I've got some more questions for you. Michael Massey, who's director sure. of entertainment for Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa, and soon the Reef by Cuisinart, too, both in Anguilla. See, I said it right this time. Anguilla. Uh, more coming up with Michael Massey in just a moment here at the Big AM 1380 WBEL. Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa in Anguilla is delighted to welcome Michael Massey as director of entertainment. To celebrate, Michael and the Cuisinart Resort invite all his loyal fans to join him with a special promotion. We have created a package for maximum enjoyment of the resort, with many opportunities to engage with Michael during his performances at the Cuisinart selection of venues. This special promotion includes five days, four nights in a beachfront junior suite, full breakfast daily at Cafe Med or Continental and Suite, Complimentary dinner for two at either Le Bistro at Santorini or Italia. Complimentary Wi-Fi, scheduled fitness classes, special golf rates for Cuisinart guests, and more. All this for $1,800 per person. For more information, please visit CuisinartResort.com. For reservations, contact 1-800-943-3210 or email reservations at Cuisinart.ai. Be sure to reference the special rate code MMP and tell them Michael Meshi Live told you to call. Package rates based on double occupancy. Additional rights available at prevailing rates. 10% service charge. 10% government tax. $3 per adult, 12 years older per night. Government marketing level will be added. 15% service charge of meals. Smart returns and beverages are not included. All valid now through December 17, 2016. So it closed August 20th through October 14th. Ah, bring on the drums. I like it. Don Rosen on the Big AM 1380 WBEL. And my guest is Michael Massey, Director of Entertainment for the Cuisinart Golf Resort and Spa. Soon the Reef in, uh, by Cuisinart also in Antigua. Antigua. and No. and 
uh, did I say that? No, I, Anguilla. 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 <laughs> I don't know why okay. I say Antigua. Anguilla. I got it written right in front of me. I wrote it down and circled it. So everybody it says Everybody says it. Everybody says Antigua. Okay. So when is it time to – and I, I had this written down before you mentioned your dad. Uh, I wrote it down when we were talking about Ann Margaret. When is it time for an entertainer to hang it up? What, I mean, obviously, Ann Margaret doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> when, I mean, you don't see Don Rickles performing anymore. Bob Newhart still performs. Yes, you do. Though. Oh, Don Rickles do does perform? You Don performing. And, yes, I know Bob, and they, 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 they put out a chair, and he just sits there and does his jokes now. <laughs> I can listen to him day and night. A lot of people, a lot of young people. He's know. wonderful, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, he used to go uh, walk in and he says, hey, dummy, you in the audience. Hey, dummy, look at me. <laughs> Hello, <exactly>. dummy. <laughs> he used to, he'd be, and he'd look at some guy, some woman. Hey, you're pretty. You're with this idiot in front of you? Is that the idiot? You're with the idiot on the right. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah, he is good. He's Bob Newhart best. also still performing. So when is it time to hang oh, yeah. up? How do you know? Gosh, you know, how do you, well, you know, I guess that's an, it's a personal preference, I guess. I I don't know. I mean, when you are unable to, to accomplish the goal of the performance, that's when you should hang it up. But you know, what is that definition? What does that mean to someone? I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. You know, somebody's got to be able to be honest with you and tell you. And I know too, but when you, when you've got a legend like a like uh, like an Ann Margaret, how do you tell her? Well, here's what you, you know, say: We're not sending any guys out. When you fall on your face, you fall on your face. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I, I can't accuse. But are you sure it was that she was tired? Was she having a couple drinks? No, she was, she was. I don't know. No, she was. She was old. Hey, Michael, I had a great time. You have a good time. I did. I just want to mention one quick thing. Hurry, right, you got about five uh, seconds. Go ahead. My, not only my family, my my wife Blanca. Blanca Degar from Rags to Riches from the 80s. She's a wonderful singer as well, and I just wanted to make mention of her. Sounds good. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Don Rosen. So that was my interview with Don Rosen, or actually Don Rosen's interview with me. And, yeah, boy, the time had flown by so fast. We were having such a good time reminiscing that there were so many different things I wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to. But you know what? The beautiful thing is, we have our own radio show. We could talk about it every day, all the things that we missed uh, on that particular interview. But uh, now Don's a good guy and uh, would love to be a guest on his show again. And one of these days I'll have him uh, be a guest on our show as well. Love to be able to talk with him on our show. But anyway, we want to thank you for listening. And again, if you're listening to a rebroadcast, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're listening to a rebroadcast of our show, we thank you for that. And uh, if you'd like to listen to our live broadcasts, remember, you can only hear them. At blogtalkradio.com, you have to become a free member and just click follow. When you go to the Michael Meshi Live page, click follow, and you'll get information. You'll get email information about when we're having our next broadcasts and when we're live and all that good stuff. But anyway, we hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And again, it's June 26, 2016, and, uh, well, another wonderful show. And uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing uh, Don and myself reminiscing about uh, you know, old or Las Vegas and some of the great entertainers. I do have to say that Branson, um, for me personally, was really a uh, an eye-opening experience in a good way where I really kind of came out of my shell and uh, became an entertainer. That really helped me uh, because being on big stages and working with those people and being able to learn from those people was uh, just an incredible experience for me and sure for my family as well. But on behalf of my wife, Blanca, and uh, our little guy, Richie, and all of our children, I'd love to say I love you all and I miss you all. 
Can't wait to see you soon. Uh, we'll be back in the States uh, come September. We're going to be doing some uh, on-location episodes because we're going to be all over the country uh, through the month of September from Florida all the way out to California. So wherever we stop, we're going to try to do a broadcast from that location. Hey, don't forget uh, tomorrow, June 27th at 10 a.m., we have a fantastic guest. Blanca and I will be chatting with Rosanna Vitro. Rosanna Vitro is a fantastic jazz singer who was, uh, she was actually a Grammy, she got a, a Grammy nomination for her her wonderful, wonderful CD. It's uh, the music of Randy Newman. I am a huge huge randy newman fan so i i that that particular cd is uh i really it personally because i love his music and i love what she did with it it's a very different but you're going to really enjoy listening to her um she's also an educator in in, in the industry and uh boy she's just got a lot of great stories she's going to share with us and we're also going to play some music from her cds as well maybe three or four songs and i think uh, that's going to be a real treat for everybody so we uh, are looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And uh, again, always follow Michael Mashey Live on our on the web uh, at michaelmasheylive.com. So we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining the show. Ciao for now. You've been listening to The Michael Mashey Show. If you'd like to promote your business or upcoming event, contact the show at info at michaelmasheylive.com. Go to www.michaelmasheylive.com to follow the show and receive email notifications when we're going live with future shows. Share this website on Facebook, Twitter, and email. You can follow Michael on Twitter at at Mike and Anguilla or on Facebook at Michael Mashey Live. Join us for our next broadcast. Ciao for now.